Hi, I'm Sylvain Berthelot, and you're listening to On One Condition, a podcast to raise awareness about health conditions by listening to people who live them every day. Today, my guest is Agno Dendeka, and we're going to talk about multiple sclerosis. Hi, Agno, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you, Sylvain. I'm doing very well and hope you are doing fine as well. I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, so, as you know, we always start with a song. So, which song did you choose and why did you choose that song? I choose for Wish You Were Here from Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, uh, as we all know, is a famous uh, band and British bands from back from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And uh, I grew up with uh, the band. It was the favorite band of my late brother who passed away suddenly from a fatal heart attack two years ago. And actually today mm-hmm. is his funeral day. And it was also the song that was played during his the funeral. And it's also one of our favorite songs of my husband and I, and uh, that's why I choose it. Oh, sorry to hear about your brother. Um, wait, I, I agree, it's a wonderful song. Uh, Pink Floyd is one of my favorite bands as well. So uh, I fully agree with your choice today. <laughs> um So, okay, we're talking about uh, multiple sclerosis or MS. Uh, to start with our discussion, would you like to share how you realize that you have MS? Well, I was 25 and I had, um, I, during that time, I was a sales representative and I was sitting in a hospital and suddenly I had a strange feeling in my leg, in my left leg. And I thought, hmm. What's happening here? And I was like, it felt like burning. Um, So eventually I thought, "Hmm, perhaps I do have an an hernia. And I went to the general practitioner and, uh, well, he did a lot of exercises and assessments and said, well, you do not have an hernia, but you do have an infection of your, one of your nerve infections. Okay. okay, I was just treated with uh, uh, anti-inflammatory drugs, and that was it. Later on, I at the same uh, leg and in lower back, I developed an, an hernia. But uh, uh, when I was 30, 31, at a certain point, I was uh, driving towards my uh, company in. Utrecht, which was 30 kilometers driving, and I was moving my head, and I was like, "Mm, my eyes seem to follow my head a a fraction of of a second later than than, um, actually my head. I was like, oh, I must be very tired. And I was blurring, I was double vision, and I was like, hmm, it's a... 
um, Pentecost weekend. So just I work too hard, did too much uh, laptop, mm-hmm. did uh, too much computer work. Just wait. Within two days, I developed an, um, an, an half-sided paralysis of my, uh, my uh, face, facial really? paralysis. And uh, I was like, this is not good. And I thought I must have a brain tumor. And I was... Working at the pharmaceutical industry, I was surrounded by a lot of physicians and everybody Mm -hmm. thought, you have a tumor. Uh, um, Well, I was immediately going to the neurologist. They did a lot of assessments. And, uh, well, when I had to come in to talk with him, his face was like thunder and very uh, dark. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is my... uh, death uh, <laughs> uh, how do you say that this will be the end of the, the, the my, my journey mm-hmm. and I was only 29 no I was 30 by then uh, and um, and he said yeah okay I still have a lot of some assessment outstanding and some uh, lab uh, that needs to be done uh, but I can already provide you with the diagnosis with a certainty of 95% that you have multiple sclerosis uh, multiple sclerosis and I was like oh well that's good news uh, <laughs> I can grow old with that and he was like huh you're <laughs> kidding I was yeah yeah I was thinking that I would have a brain tumor so yeah. and I'm in uh, the the drug development environment and I'm doing uh, um, uh, clinical trials with treatment for multiple sclerosis. <laughs> By then it was still in very experimental uh, stage. I was yeah. like, okay, I can grow, can grow old with, with it. So it's just, um, it has just been launched. When are you going to put me on uh, treatment? He was like, Okay, so I <laughs> used that treatment and its intramuscular uh, injections every week uh, okay. for 17 years. I'm everything but a junk <laughs> or a drug addict because the needle, <laughs> putting a needle in your thigh, hmm, it's not my favorite thing. But yeah. I was like, okay, just go on and uh, uh, with, with your life. And I asked him, are there any restrictions for me that you have in, in mind that I cannot do? He says, no, just go on. But the only thing you should avoid is become overheated because then okay. your body thinks that you have an infection and will uh, start producing antibodies and uh, you have an autoimmune disease so mm-hmm. then also the bad uh, antibodies will uh, that that will uh, um, uh, just uh, uh, make against your own uh, nerve system that yeah. those will also uh, be developed. I said, okay, I can do that. So I went on with tennis. I uh, and I even went in the desert with 51 degrees centigrade. Everything perfect. And I was like, Maybe. okay, <laughs> if I can do that, I can also go to the sauna. I did that <laughs> as well. And I responded to him after a uh, um, follow-up session and I said well I did something you did not advise me to do went it in extreme heat in the desert mm-hmm. went in the sauna and he asked me did you have a relapse I said no I didn't actually I went much better than than before so mm-hmm. yeah uh 
you see, multiple sclerosis is a very, um, how do you say it? And, and, and it has very different varieties, benignant. Of symptoms, and, yeah. Uh, and symptoms, you have people that deteriorate very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I'm now already having it for more than 30 years. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, it, it goes well. Yeah. So it's interesting that you had you were on working on a clinical trial at the time that that must have been in a way good but at the same time you must have had some insight into what it can lead to was it like you, you seem to have had a, a relatively positive reaction to the diagnosis but were you concerned that it could progress quickly how did you feel at that time mm -hmm. yeah i was um uncertain because mm -hmm. it is an unpredictable disease and yeah. um, there is no no cure for it so there's only a treatment that um, stops the deterioration call it like mm -hmm. that but no cure so every time when you have a relapse, then your body can uh, recover, but not till 100%. So there is okay. always a little bit um, lesser. But the, the, the form or the type of MS that I have, that's called remitting relapsing. So mm -hmm. you have a relapse and an inflammation period, and then with an remiss, remission. And, uh, but I do not have any relapses anymore because of the treatment. Okay. In the meantime, I switched from intramuscular injections towards oral therapy, and mm -hmm. uh, which is much better because I do not like to put yeah. the needle in my own eyes. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it it still can happen. Uh, there is still an I don't know what the future will hold for me, mm -hmm. and it still can be that I eventually turn up in a wheelchair, but that can happen to anybody. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't, don't stand still with that. Okay, uh, in the meantime, I had to give up tennis because I had an, 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 another relapse, and I do now have a little bit of mobility impairment, meaning mm -hmm. that I have an orthesis for my right leg. Okay. Uh, if I walk long distances, then... Mm -hmm. um, at a certain moment, it, it's the same with your telephone. If the battery of your telephone dies, then you cannot phone anymore. It's exactly the same. So it's like switching off the light bulb, yes and no. So immediately my energy drops from, yeah, and then I have nothing left, but then I have to uh, okay. sit in, in 15 minutes and then I can mm -hmm. go again. Yeah. Okay. And so when you started the treatment, was the treatment already approved or did you take part yes. in the clinical trial? Ah, okay. No, no, no. It was already yeah. registered. Yes. Yeah. So you were close to the science then at the time. Do you have any insight into what MS does to your body? I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. I was uh, close uh, yeah, with 
um, supporting the clinical trials mm-hmm. and had a lot of discussion also with the neurologists and professors in neurology and and they always wanted to ask they always wanted to have more inside information on the newest uh, drug developments uh, activities ongoing so I had a lot of discussions and uh, yeah I, I know what it does with your body so yes your your uh, your uh, nerves are covered with they call it my myelin uh, so that's like uh, electricity cable you have an, a plastic bandage around it so that is damaged so then the uh, electricity um, uh, the nerve impulses are not properly transmitted anymore so that's why your yeah, okay. muscles cannot be um and um, how do you say that uh, activated anymore or mm-hmm. innovated anymore and uh, a lot of people think that ms is a muscle disease like they also call ALS, a muscle disease, but no, it's an, mm-hmm. an central nervous system disease. Yeah. So also your in your brain, uh, you can see little damages, and they call it play, plagues, plaques. Um, yeah. So that yeah, you can see it in during uh, MRI scans and um, yeah, yeah. So do you still have MRI scans then to see yes. if the disease progresses? Yeah. Yep, and they do exactly an, a comparison with the previous one. So they do it every three years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And lucky me, <laughs> um, if you compare the previous one with the newest one, you may perhaps count one additional plaque or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there is almost no deterioration. So lucky me. Yeah. It's incredible to have a treatment that works so well. Um, and I, I do a lot of um, people who have a rare disease on, on the podcast and they look for a treatment that's going to have exactly the, the same effect as, as the treatment you're taking has on you. So it's very, very good and encouraging to hear. So you've been on the treatment for quite a, a while then. Is there any risk of the treatment not working anymore at some point? Yes, uh, there is. There is always the possibility that uh, treatment is not, that your body gets used to the treatment or that your body is making antibodies against the treatment, which is common with uh, therapy in an injection form. That happened to me, and uh, I discovered that because I did not have any side effects anymore after using it 17 years. And I asked my neurologist, "Does that mean that I do not that the treatment doesn't work anymore because I do not have any side effects anymore?" He said, "No, the fact that you do not have any side effects does not mean that." the treatment is not working anymore. But after two months, yes, I got a new relapse of my multiple sclerosis and I could not walk anymore. Uh, I had to totally learn to walk again, learn my balance, everything. And uh, it appeared that my body had made 
uh, antibodies against the medicine. So mm. I was switched to oral therapy. And this oral therapy, this medicine was developed initially for psoriasis. So the okay. um, autoimmune disease for, uh, uh, for, your, uh, for, uh, for the skin. Mm-hmm. For a disease, psoriasis. Guess what? I do have psoriasis as well. So uh, this is okay. <laughs> double effect. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I use this medicine now already for uh, 10 years. Must be something okay. because I, yeah, yeah, something around 10 years and it still mm-hmm. works marvelous. So, yeah, I'm I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. Lucky me. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, lucky you. you yeah. it's a, you're so positive about it. It's uh, it's incredible. Um, so, do you keep a track of uh, new treatments that are available as well, just in case you need to switch? Yes, there is always an interest, and um, there is for this very severe. Um, MS patients also the possibility to have a um, bone marrow transplantation okay. uh, with stem cells, uh, mm-hmm. but that is extremely expensive. Yes, this medicine, all these, all the medicines for uh, orphan diseases are extremely um, expensive because yeah. of yeah <laughs> the fact that there are not that many patients. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but 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 yeah, I. But there are also new uh, medicines on the horizon. Uh, Pharmaceutical companies do realize that only focusing on blockbusters and uh, like uh, hypertension or uh, other diseases might not Mm -hmm. be the best (laughs) path and and strategy. So there are a lot of companies like the company that I'm working for, that are more going to specialize in development for orphan diseases, yeah, which is great, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and rare diseases, yeah. So, yeah. So there's there's still possibilities then, even if the treatment you're on doesn't work anymore. Yeah, there are still yeah. a lot of. Um, Treatments that are in the pipeline, of course, yeah. there is a long period before uh, until a medicine comes on the market. That's about yeah. 14 years in, on average. But in these cases, there might be an, an accelerated approval process by the mm-hmm. health authorities because of the rare diseases and no treatments available. Or yeah. only treatments that do not cure, but uh, uh, stop progression of diseases. Yeah. And so going back to what you said earlier, you mentioned that uh, you get tired after a while and uh, you need to rest. I think you said for 15 minutes and then you're, you're able to carry on walking, for example. But you also mentioned something about your leg that you have something that you wear on your leg would you like to explain what it is first of all a correction i'm yes. not tired uh, fatigue normally uh, a lot of people think 
MS people are tired. I'm one of those examples that is never tired, but it is that uh, my body stops. I my I, lo- I lose my coordination, so I'm still oh, okay. not tired, but mm-hmm. uh, I ha- then have difficulties with walking. So okay. uh, then I have to sit for a 14, 15 minutes, and then mm-hmm. it's recovered again. So then I can continue. Okay. Uh, and sorry, I lost your your uh, question. Sorry. Well, so do you know how it, how that works then? Why those 15 minutes? make you regain your uh, motricity or coordination? Mm. Well, I asked um, that to the one of the professors in, in neurology and uh, they responded to me with an, an, a counter question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they asked me, do you have difficulties maintaining weight? I said, what do you mean? That I'm I'm never gaining weight. I have indeed uh, sometimes underweight. Is it that's what I mean? Uh, I said, but I still do not understand. Can you explain? He said, well, you have to see it like this: being an uh, an person with impaired mobility, uh, you use constantly your reserves, your spare, uh, your energy. Because okay. you have to compensate eh? because you're, you're, you have an, an impact mobility. So you have to compensate and you use your energy backup all the time. So what you are doing are actually putting uh, top, like top athletes. It's what you do all the time. And that's why you are depleting your energy levels very quickly. But you can also, you he said he gave he used me as an example said you are in a lucky position because you you used to sport so much that you have also the capability to recover very quickly mm-hmm. i cannot speak about any other ms patient i can only speak about myself yeah, yeah. so it sounds like it's as if the, like the, the energy level goes down to a point where you you lose coordination, but then you can regain that energy level quickly enough within those yeah. 15 minutes, which helps you regain coordination. That makes sense. Yeah. And so you mentioned something about your leg, that you need to wear something on your leg. Yeah. Would you like to share a bit more about that? Yes, I can do that. Um, the thing is that my... Um, Nerve, my uh, who is innovating or is is, is um, in my right right leg, that is there's damage. So um, then at a certain point, point if you have a hernia, then very often what you see with people that they have that they cannot lift their feet enough. Okay. So yeah, and that's that happens with me as well. So then you hear her instead of walking normally you're this uh, like like a slapping feet okay. and um, um, I do have an orthesis that is made from carbon so it's uh, it's made with an by a specific uh, uh, yeah technician and you put it in your shoe and it covers it's underneath your f- foot and uh, it covers your 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 calf. And it helps me with uh, um, lifting my foot. 
so my yeah so it helps me and it also transmits the energy because it's carbon so it also transmits the energy towards your muscles my husband always says oh and also my mother if you are walking long distances and i put my i always call it my my bionic leg <laughs> uh, uh, if i put that on they say oh my goodness Woof, and on your goes away and <laughs> but okay <laughs> my husband then says be careful don't start too quickly because then you de- are depleting your energy level I said, oh yeah, yeah yeah thank you for that thank you for reminding me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you sound like my daughter i always have to tell her to stop because she's trying to do to go too quickly and then she gets tired too quickly <laughs> uh and so is that visible then do you have like a can uh, people see it when you wear it? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I can also put it underneath uh, a trouser uh, mm-hmm. if you have an, an, an. But but very often I have to put it over the trouser, or if you wear a skirt, you see it is mm-hmm. bright blue. You can choose the color you like. Uh, okay. I think they have four colors: red, green, black, and uh, and blue. It's mm-hmm. bright blue. You can see it, and uh, but I use it as a fashion item. And okay. I also have an. Uh, 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 recently, I also bought an uh, and very nice. Uh, cane in, in mm-hmm. bright colors <laughs> uh, not that i need it but just yeah. in case specifically um i have an international job I do a lot of uh, airports and flying just to take a little bit of precedence and um people you cannot see it. Eh? Um, not always being a little bit Im- impaired with mobility does not is not always visible, and people are not that cautious anymore as they were forty years ago. Uh, so, yeah. Then, then sometimes I I use the stick and I use the cane just to show that people that yes perhaps you can stand up and i can sit because i cannot stand for uh, an hour in a train for instance that makes me very very uh, yeah yeah so it's almost a, a prop in a way to make people aware of your conditions so that then yeah. they see it and they offer a seat for you yeah it, yeah, it, it's interesting that you have to use that so that people realize it. But at the same time, if you like, people are not necessarily looking for signs of of people needing to sit down, so it, it's a bit uh, of a tricky situation, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, do you have any issues with uh, people like letting you take their seat? No, no. Uh, but if they offer, uh, if they they come to me and they see and they they ask, do you want to sit down? Then I say, and um, and it's for a long ride. Then I would say yes, thank you for that. But if it is still an an elderly person who is offering their seat for me, then I would say, well. <laughs> I think uh, you're in an, in in a position that you you 
needs the seat more than I do. And I can sit on my suitcase, for instance. <laughs> That's also a possibility. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And do you have any trouble if you stay still for too long? Or does it not have any impact on you? Mm, no, but if I have this orthesis on, because it's uh, uh, underneath your foot and it's inside your shoe, and you cannot move your toes anymore. So it feels like, um, I'm not sure if you are uh, acquainted with um, ice speed skating. Yeah, that's the natural. That is the national, uh, Nestro, uh, sorry, the national uh, uh, sport of the Netherlands. <laughs> mm -hmm. Call it like that. But you have to buy those uh, uh, skate shoes one mm -hmm. size too small. <laughs> so okay. your foot is totally covered. So they turn totally white because that yeah. that is the best. But it's the same with this um, um, orthesis. Mm -hmm. If it is inside my shoe, I cannot move my toe. And if I don't walk, then my foot starts to be swollen a bit. So then it 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 hurts. So mm -hmm. that's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I see. Um, so we talked about. I think you referred to uh, your condition being a specific type of MS, are there other types that are more aggressive in a way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have uh, remitting relapsing, that is the most benignant form. Then you have uh, um, progressive, and it can be in a um, slow progressive. You can have a progressive remitting relapsing, so then it, it, it goes every time a little bit lesser you have more um, sight or no sequelae, more um, rest issues from a relapse, and you can have progressive uh, multiple sclerosis. That is most of the time with no relapses, but it goes very quickly um, worse with you. And the thing is that this aggressive type of MS is more prominent in male than in female. Okay, I see. So the progressive, with with the relapsing ones, you have steps like the relapses, steps. which yeah. make the like make your overall condition worse. But the progressive yeah. is a constant progress, so there are no relapses. Yeah. But it, yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. And do you know which proportion are the most represented? No, I'm, I'm asking you tricky questions. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I cannot give you any uh, good figures. It would be an mm -hmm. educated guess. So yeah. I, I would not burn my fingers on that. I'm mm, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no. no that's okay. Um, well, I, I love your approach to MS, like the, the fact that you, you seem to, first of all, like your, the way you describe your reaction when you had the diagnosis and that you were so positive about it not affecting what you do or affecting your life is, is amazing. 
um, but you seem to really embrace wearing the orthesis as well and it's it's really good to hear and very i think promising for for people who might just be getting the diagnosis um as our listeners know i love finishing on on the same question to everyone uh what is your happy place a place where you feel at peace well the happy place is uh um, actually at my husband's uh, uh, house. We do have two houses, but uh, the happy place is over there. It always feels like I'm on vacation. He has, um, well, we, because it's also my house, of course, <laughs> we have an, a, a private lake uh, with a windmill. We have uh, an, 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 Um, an orchard we have uh, ponies in the uh, and a lot of acres of land mm -hmm. I always feel at ease and at uh, at peace over there so yes and also the other thing I really feels like um, putting my my head at rest got it like that is at the sea so walking alongside the beach I was grown up uh, at the beach and that always makes me uh, feel happy. Well, first of all, it sounds like I would want to be invited at your husband's. It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish uh, one day that can happen. Um, and then there's a lot of people who have referred to the beach as their happy place. I think there's this kind of relaxing effect the beach has which is very interesting well Anu, thank you so much for your time it's been so insightful regarding what ms is and how you manage it uh, so i'm sure a lot of people who listen will will find it very interesting as well so thank you and all the best for the future thank you silva and uh, hope meeting you in person someday <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you.